Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hello again, everybody. Thanks for joining me for another version, another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. You're in for a real super treat today. My new friend, Mike Popovich, is with us today, and Mike's a dynamic leader in both business and ministry. He got his BS in aeronautical engineering from the Air Force Academy, and he spent his entire life studying the magnificence of the human design and how scientific principles are supported by Scripture. He's always been an entrepreneur. He's utilized his technical and business skills to create several successful companies with his wife, Barbara. They founded Freedom Ministries. And uh, they've spoken to tens of thousands of people around the world in business and ministry settings, blending science and scripture. And his practical teachings help people accomplish things they never thought possible. Boy, I can attest to that. Uh, Heal their minds and bodies and live in loving relationships. He and Barbara have been married for 28 years. They have three kids and they live in Monument, Colorado, uh, real close to Colorado Springs. So, Mike, welcome to Grace to All. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I'm honored. I'm very familiar with your work, and and I love it. So we're going to talk about something really controversial, which is God is love and grace. <laughs> you you wouldn't think that would be controversial, would That's you? That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to thank you for being here, Mike. And I want to start out by asking you, as I do with all my guests, how has the growing understanding of God's unconditional love and grace for everyone How's that changed your relationships where the rubber hit the road? Wife, kids, family, people in business? Yeah, I'm probably like uh, a lot of you guys is grew up in a traditional separation mindset and not everybody was included when I would grew up. And, and you start to question things like, wait a minute, a loving father, why would he? I started to look at it relationally where when I do this to my wife and kids, and if I wouldn't do this to my wife and kids, how could God, the only source of love, do this to his wife and kids? So that's really what got me down that road. So I would say the biggest change for me is you just feel fulfilled. You feel, you actually feel love. You feel compassion. You feel grace. You feel all these things that we're talking about. And no one's your enemy anymore. It's really a fascinating thing. Almost like I've heard this, Jesus preached this before. So I think it just brought peace to our relationships. It brought peace to our marriage. It brought grace to people in tough situations. And I really think it's uh, not that we're perfect in any way, but it's so much easier to walk out that life when you know God is pure love. Changes everything, doesn't it? Everything. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, transition into this understanding is very similar. I grew up in church and I was... Even though I was from the uh, watching public, I was far from God, and I certainly looked that way. But I still went to church every every Sunday, and then then I became a minister for for twenty years, and I had 
no idea. I had had no concept. And actually, uh, we talked a little bit before we started. We have a, a mutual friend here in Lawrence where I live, Gene Fritzel, who actually started giving me links to your messages to listen to. And Gene, he's uh, 10 years older than I am, so he's in his mid-80s. And he was a very successful businessman. And I was friends with him on a, a business level. And he would sometimes come to our church, and he's very generous. And Oh, man, 20 years ago, I'd go into his office generally when I needed money, and I'd go by and say, hey, the church is broke. Can you help us? And and he always would. But in the in those conversations, and I bring this up because I, I heard you talk about this yesterday on a, when I was listening to you uh, in an interview with Ron L. from uh, Germany. He would tear up. Here's a big, burly guy, construction guy. He would tear up, and he would say, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And uh, now I'd been pastor for 20 years and I would go home and I would tell my wife, whose name is Kitsy. I say, Kitsy, I really like Gene. He's such a nice guy. I got no idea what he's talking about. I said, I don't know what that means. I can't relate, but I sure like him. Well, <laughs> well, over the course of time, the Holy Spirit in me started showing me Christ in me, the hope of glory. And uh, <laughs> things really changed. And, and when I heard you on that podcast, uh, I'm sure you've talked about it in a lot of different settings, but you talked about God's glory and the Hebrew and the Greek meaning of that. Would you mind taking a couple of minutes and, and sharing that with us? Yes. I, this is just awesome because guess what my Bible's open to you? Colossians 127. So <laughs> That's the, what my license plate says. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't know what that is, it's exactly what Paul was just saying. And, and, you know, if you start in 26, it says this mystery, this secret place, this holiest of holies is all these references in scripture that's been hidden for ages, but is now revealed, meaning it was always there. Right, Paul? Yeah. Christ yeah. was always there. So it's not like he jumped into us. It was this revelation that he was always there. It was just hidden. Yeah. And then he says, to them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles, the all the different ethnicities, not just the Jews, just everybody. And you do such a great job with this, Paul. Is it's inclusive to the Jew. There were only two types of people, the Jew and the Gentile. So this mystery that Paul's revealing is mm -hmm. the Gentiles are included <laughs> in this amazing thing. So that means everybody because there were Jews and Gentiles. That was it. Yeah. The glorious riches of this secret place, this mystery, this hidden thing is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So Christ is in you, and Christ literally is an interesting word in itself. It's Mashiach in Hebrew. And I think what you're talking about, like we'll get to glory, but Mashiach is Mem Shin Chet. And Mem is the, the strong, turbulent waters. Well, you guys know that flooding waters, gushing waters can basically move anything in its path in their imagery. And then... Shin was El Shaddai, the God of gods, the holiest of holies, the big kahuna, everything, God, right, is in the inner room. That's Mashiach. So Mashiach is this mighty water of the power of God in you. Holy smokes. Now, what is this hope of glory? Glory is weightiness. It's kavot. And in Hebrew, and it's really fascinating when you look at it, because if you look at when Jesus was cleansing the temple, you know, he first goes in and most of your people will be familiar with the narrative. He says, you know what? Don't eat from this tree of the fig tree anymore of who you're not. And then he goes in and he cleanses the temple of unequal weights. Well, Melchizedek is really fascinating. Melchi is king and Zedek is the balance in a weight. And what he's trying to show you is the weightiness of God and the weightiness of man. 
most people, how I was brought up in my Christian walk, because I wasn't living perfectly, like you referenced, and uh, having a lot of fun, but not necessarily living perfectly. And uh, if we put God on the scale and us on the scale, we would think, oh, God's much weightier than us. But he says, no, I'm the king of equal weights. I'm cleansing your temple to realize who you really are. Now, kavot is kaf bet delet. It really is this interesting thing. And this is where my, I, what got me fascinated into all of this was the physics behind it, because I have a science background. And I saw some amazing things, just like, wow, humans shouldn't be able to do that, in my understanding. But kavot is kaf, literally is the hidden power. Oh, we're talking about hidden things here. The hidden power to take any potential in the spirit and form it into the physical within the house of man is wait in Hebrew. Wait, what? We have the hidden power, and he's talking about this hidden thing of the mighty waters of Christ in us to take any potential in the spirit and bend and shape it into physical reality. That's kavot in Hebrew. Now that sounds like prayer. Yeah. So that's kavot is we really, and science is showing us that. So I've been fascinated with quantum physics and and the sciences. And I I originally thought I was going to be a doctor because I was so curious about, you know, people that could convince themselves they're sick. Mm. And I knew it was a condition of the heart and mind ultimately where it's dis-ease. So that's what got me into it. I never actually did go into it. I was pre-med at the academy, but never did it because I had too much success in business. <laughs> and I didn't want to, I didn't want to go to med school for seven years. So I've just done it on my own. Just I'm fascinated with quantum physics, quantum science too. I, I'm not a scientist by trade, but I, I'm fascinated with this, uh, the whole focused uh, intention. Uh, when I've heard you speak, I'm not sure I've heard you talk about using the term popping quiffs, but you've danced all around that with, at least from my mind, of saying that there are all of these possibilities. And rather than begging God for something, thanking him for what we already have and visualizing what's already there. And you gave me a great reminder of that just recently. And I I, uh, reminded myself of that, visualized something, and uh, it was minutes that it happened. And I so appreciate that uh, reminder. You went to the Air Force Academy, aeronautical engineering, but you went into business. Did you spend some time active duty after the Air Force? Yeah. After the Academy, if you don't fly, you owe them five years. So Barb and I each served for five years as engineers in the Air Force. Ah. Yeah. Stationed together at the same place? Yeah, thankfully. Thankfully. She was a year behind me at the academy, so we spent a year apart, and I was desperately trying to get any base close to here, and we couldn't do it. They're like, you're a young lieutenant. We're going to send you somewhere you don't want to go, you know? <laughs> and so so she was from Michigan, and there was, there was at the time, there was a base up in the upper peninsula of Michigan, way up there, you know, up in the UPA, how yeah. they talk. And, and I said, well, can I get to the K.I. Sawyer Air Force Base in Michigan? And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll send you there. So they sent us there, <laughs> and uh, then they closed that base down. And fortunately, we were able to come back to Colorado Springs where we've never left. Wow. And what what have you done in business? What kind of businesses? Yeah, all kinds of consulting, networking, dabbling in different investments and different things. It's just fun. And uh, yeah, just enjoy it. And, you know, we've taken that same idea into business that, you know what, if we if we see the end result as if it's already prosperous, that's that kavote, that weightiness in mm-hmm. us, like you talked about, Paul, is I can take a thing and picture it and feel the gratitude as if it's already happened. Like Mark 11, 23, 24, you know, uh, Philippians 4 gives us these great things, especially now with 
COVID and finances. And he says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, pray. And he says, your union, your irene, your shalom, your peace will guard your hearts and minds. Yeah. Now think on these things, things that are lovely, things that yeah. appear. So it truly is, if we see, and every prayer verse, as you know, Paul, is 100% assurance. Every single one. You cannot find, well, I might, I might not. All the religious cliches that say, well, sometimes he doesn't answer. He says, I answer before you ask. Yeah. So really is seeing yeah. it and then feeling the gratitude as if it's already happened. And you watch what happens, guys. That's the kavod in you. Yeah. And boy, one of the things that I've become aware of and what you talked about in, in Philippians 4, I memorized that a long time ago. Uh, started out in my spiritual journey being very involved with the Navigators who are headquartered in Colorado Springs. Some good things came of that, uh, some not so good religious things, <laughs> but there's in the time or place for that. But one, you know, one of the first verses that I memorized was Philippians four, uh, six, seven, and then Philippians four, eight. You know, think about these things. So what I, I don't know if you can relate to this. I, I, I would bet some of our listeners can. What I would do when I was struggling with different things, I would think, okay, well, think about whatever's lovely and pure and right. And well, I, I would think I love to go to Jamaica. I love the beach. You know, I. I would visualize a beach setting and water and a pina colada, you know, and all of this kind of stuff. And I don't know, maybe it helped for a little bit, but not much. But I've come to understand, Mike, that uh, uh, think about these things, ponder these things, ponder what's true. Well, what's true is who I've always been in Christ. What's true is before creation, I was in Christ. I was lavished with all all the spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms. God's love and forgiveness and grace. God gave me his grace before the beginning of time. That's when I ponder on those things that are true, well then I will say it works. It's not an it. It's the revelation, the understanding, the awareness of what's always been true in me that changes everything. Everything. Yeah, you're a loved son and daughter. Never been anything else. Yeah. 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 Where'd you get your understanding of Hebrew and Greek? I mean, did you go to school for that? Do it yourself? I just started to get really interested in it. It's it's really those verses. If you seek, you'll find it. If you mm -hmm. look, the door will be open. And so I just started really digging into the Hebrew. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Hebrew is beautiful. It's actually not that hard because it's pictures. It's 22 pictures, mm -hmm. you know, 22 letters. Because they were, it was written to a, it was drawn to right. an illiterate society so they could understand it. Yeah. But then you realize the beauty and the truth in it that, oh, it's awesome to me. Yeah. Yeah. So I just said, I've just spent my whole life studying science and what's this crazy Bible thing that we got? You know, what, is, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I became aware of a few years ago with God's glory of course, in, in Greek, uh, you know, it's uh, Doc's uh, opinion of. But uh, going back to to the Old Testament, when you know, when Moses said, you know, sh show me your glory, and I won't go into detail of it, but but what God said was, I'll show you my goodness, and I'll show you how I'm gracious. And I've come to see, yeah, yeah, his glory is magnificent. It's all kinds of things, but the only true God, as Jesus refers to Papa. The huge difference that I see 
in the only true God and what I call Adam's false, dark, small g, angry God that's basically any God of any other religion. The difference is unconditional love and grace because none of the other concepts of God have that. And so when God said, I'll show you my glory and my grace, to me, that's grace is the biggest aspect to me of his glory. And then in Ephesians 1, Paul writes, well, he, quote, he says, God says, by the glory of my grace. And so I just, when I think of God's glory, the first thing that comes to my mind is grace and that there no other concept of any other God includes that. And unfortunately, m- most people's concept of, of the Christian God, uh, well, yeah, grace, but uh, there are a whole lot of conditions and if, and buts and stuff with, with grace, but there aren't, are there? <laughs> it's so clear, isn't it? Once, once the veil's torn off, it's, it's either grace or it's not. Yeah. You know, Paul makes that very clear. It's either grace or it's not. Yeah. Yeah. One of my books is called Grace Is, and when I was working with my publisher in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, about it, and and he said, "What are you going to call it?" and I I said, "Grace Is," and he says, "Well, I I don't think that's a very good name, you know. What? Why are you doing that?" and I said, "His name's Dominic," and I said, "Well, Dominic, tell me, give me your definition. What is grace?" Okay, that's a good name. That's a good name. (laughs) And I, yeah, we will never even come close to grasping all the many facets of God's grace. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. It's so good. It's so good. It's so free. It's so, if we're sons and daughters of a loving father, that means he's left us an inheritance. And like, as you mentioned, He's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. It's just freely receiving. Yeah, I love that passage you're referring to, uh, 2 Peter 1. I come from a military background as well. I did 24 years in the reserves and National Guard. And I was a commanding officer of, of two different units for that whole time. And, you know, we had a supply room. And in that supply room were virtually all the things that we needed. Uh, and when we would need something, I would send somebody down to the supply sergeant and, and say, get this or that or whatever. I like the King James in that passage in Second Peter because it, it says, God's given you all of these things, precious promises and everything. Now, supply yourself with this, this, and this. And it, it gives me that impression that I've got all these things here. They're in my heavenly storeroom, if you will. They're in the supply room. They're mine. They're there. So when I need something, rather than begging God for it or trying to get it or work it up myself, I just go to the supply room, the supply sergeant, who is in me, (laughs) if you will, and I just supply myself with what I already have. And uh, well, that's a a whole lot different than uh, earning it or buying it or trying to come up with it or whatever. Yeah, or begging a reluctant God that may or may not give it to you, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's freely giving you everything. And like you said, as you go into that chat, that inner room, and just freely receive. Yeah, and it's all, uh, there There, there are no limits. And uh, yes. gosh, this journey that we're on, Mike, just I find that uh, not a day goes by, literally, not a day goes by that I don't find out God is better not that he's better, but that my understanding of him 
he's better than what I thought the day before. And I don't ever want that to end. And I, and I don't think it ever will end. But to me, that's growing in grace. That's just having a better understanding every day of how much better God is than I uh, thought he was the day before. Yeah, we appreciate you going on this journey a little before us so we can learn from you. Thanks. Well, we'll talk about that a little more. If you have time, we'll we'll end this episode and we'll do another one so people will hear it a week later. So before we finish uh, this one, uh, Mike, tell people uh, how they can contact with you, where they can get a hold of you and hear more of what you're up to. Yeah, they can just go to freedomministries.org. Or if you typed in Freedom Ministries on our YouTube channel, you'll find it there or podcast, Freedom Ministries. So everything's free. Everything's available, uh, just like the kingdom. Yeah, wonderful. Well, Mike, thank you for being with me. And uh, when people uh, hear us next time, it'll be a week later from when this comes out. But thanks for being here today. All right. God bless you. You too. And thank you, everybody, for watching another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.